This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Zone on Power 98.7. Welcome back to the show. We're still in the second hour of uh, the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. Uh, thank you very much for giving us your time uh, this morning as we start the week uh, together here on uh, the show. We're going into politics and this is where uh, this morning we find Tobani Zikalala. He's a political commentator uh, coming through uh, this morning to reflect uh, with us over what we saw play out over the weekend in terms of the announcement by uh, the former president where he's made mention numerous of times in his speech of the ANC of Ramaphosa. So this morning, uh, we explore this ANC of Ramaphosa, look into uh, the fictional challenges uh, that are faced by the ruling party here, uh, the ANC, and what really uh, 2024 looks like uh, where the party is concerned. But hey, uh, you at home, uh, you're welcome to form part of this conversation. We don't want to do it alone. We want to hear your take. You're the one that is going to be voting next year. Uh, so what do you make of all of these things that are happening right now as we speak? Uh, we are on 0861-987-000. We're also there on at uh, PowerFM987. There by X, so we're railing behind uh, the hashtag uh, PowerZone. Uh, this morning. Uh, Tobani, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katrejo. Good morning to perfect listeners. Welcome back, my brother. Thank you very much, man, for giving us your time and, uh, yeah, for always doing it uh, with us uh, without fail uh, this morning. Just also reflecting on uh, the uh, latest developments uh, in terms of what's happening in the political space. Uh, this announcement by uh, the former president of him uh, just in any way abandoning the ANC where this upcoming elections is concerned and putting or throwing his weight uh, behind uh, the Mkonto was this something that uh, maybe you saw coming? Uh, what was really, really going on in your head uh, when you saw that announcement about the announcement that was forthcoming uh, by the former president? Did you see him, you know, more or less uh, announcing that he's going to be voting with the MKs? I think my brother, for I think no one saw it coming. Mm. I think I think of course we know the troubles that Jacob Zuma is faced with the ANC and 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 his personal troubles with, 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 with in the political space in South Africa. But I don't think anyone saw Jacob Zuma ever not being part of the ANC campaign for elections and voting for a different party. But uh, it's it may not be the first time that such uh, utterances have come from him, but I think it's it's much more pointed and much more gui- guided this time around because uh, he's, he's very clear in terms of uh, that people must, that, that the party must be voted for and that, that the party is going to campaign for himself, right? And also because he also says that that he knows about the founding of the party that the party will have his blessings, I think I think no one saw 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 it that far because no one has ever thought of of Jacob Zuma or maybe leaving the ANC because of okay, gaining 64 years that he has dedicated to the ANC. Everything I think that he knows in his adult life is the ANC and the politics of the ANC. So to see him outside of the ANC is something that has never been thought of. But of course, if you look at the things that he is raising and you look at the current of the ANC. Maybe you can then say he's justified to 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 what to think otherwise and to to look for a different part to represent some of the things that he believes in because of the things that he raises about the current ANC. Yeah, but also when you look at uh, all of these things that uh, you know he said uh, in attributing where he finds himself himself now, uh, you're saying that uh, when you look at it. 
It's no secret that he's had running battles with the organization over time. We've even seen him take the very same uh, president of the ANC, Ramaphosa, uh, to court uh, where uh, this particular matter around the arms deal is concerned and uh, the leaking of his medical information and uh, the likes. Uh, Last year, uh, around this time, we were talking about uh, the conference of the ANC and still there, uh, there was a friction, a huge friction uh, within uh, the former and the sitting president as we speak right now. Is there an ANC of Ramaphosa and an ANC as we see it right now? Do you think there is more or less greater legitimacy to what he said around him telling us of the ANC of Ramaphosa and the ANC as we know it? I think, of course, the ANC in recent years and the ANC in government has had the many tendencies that maybe were, were new and some of them have become so entrenched and so endemic in the ANC that they've almost defined what the ANC is. But of course, I think distinctly, uh, if you look at the presidency of uh, Sir Ramaphosa of the ANC, there are distinct, uh, what you call, some distinct characteristics that can make you say that this ANC of Ramaphosa is much more different to what the ANC is. But some of these things I build up to what the ANC has been since it came into power. So it will be very, uh, what you call, it will be very uh, unfair to attribute them strictly to the ANC, to the ANC under the leadership of Ramaphosa. Like for example. When, 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 when you look at uh, the, 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 the number of uh, what's called the leadership of the ANC that is close to white capital and, 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 and close to and having shares in big companies and their relations and such, it's something that has been developing over the years, but you can see that it becomes so much more entrenched at this time. The issue of the direction of the so-called privatization of state resources uh, by the ANC, it's something that started a long time ago, but of course it seems much more pointed and much more guided under the leadership of, of, of Sir Ramaphosa. Many other things that we can mention that seems that under the leadership of Sir Ramaphosa, there's much more focus, much more pointed, and much more agency uh, agency in terms of dealing and making sure that some of these things happen. But you know, we will know that some of these things did not begin just at Ramaphosa. The ANC under government has been gradually uh, what you call trying to implement these things even for example the issue of privatization is an old issue in the ANC that started with the privatization of, of, of your minerals state mineral companies and whatnot but of course in this where it seems that it has much more focus and is much more quicker to be done the issue of okay I think it was like Jacob Zuma used at the paging of black professionals again it's something that uh, of course, because of the nature of the South African political landscape, has been ongoing, but it seems much more pointed uh, under 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 Sarah Posa when you see that there are some, some black professionals who have suffered under and suffered uh, what you call uh, exclusion and, uh, and, and 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 persecution under the leadership of Sarah Posa. So of course, there is a very distinct behavioral uh, what you call characteristics. And under the under the ANC or under the leadership of Sir Ramaphosa, but what I would not want to come here and say is that those things are distinctly new. But I can say that they've become much more focused, and I think it's some of them are part of a maturing ANC that finally is now doing things without regard because some of them have been go ongoing. For the neoliberal political political perspective of the ANC is not new, right? But of course, under the leadership of Sarah Posa, it seems this, it has been can be done with much more disdain, without without any remorse, uh, and, and without uh, being afraid of any what you call a backlash on such things. Mm. So, so what does this do then uh, to the organization, uh, the ANC, that particular announcement? I mean, uh, I was I have Sandile here in the studio and was talking mm. to Trohi as well, uh, just talking about uh, what what lies ahead uh, for the political party because this lays bare uh, the factional battles within uh, the ANC is something that they would uh, not in any way, uh, they can't afford at this point in time, uh, looking at the fact 
fact that over the years and the electorates looking at the uh, polls, uh, the the voter, uh, you know, numbers were they, they were weakened uh, in terms of the votings and the numbers that were uh, there. And, and now going into the 2024 elections, uh, touted as the most crucial elections, uh, where do you see them? How how, how do they fare uh, in the upcoming elections? Looking at uh, what came out this weekend, I think research out there has already told us and of course if we look at the the statistics uh and the uh of the iec results since maybe if we look from since 1999 we we can see a trend that the incumbent in their second or third term always loses some votes so from 1999 we can already see with president and we see the same with president zuma and of course that trend can or maybe can, can we cannot expect it under the leadership of Ramaphosa. over and above that of course it's what you say that this election is one of the most important elections or maybe the most important election since 1994 there is the possibility of a coalition there's a possibility of an ANC that does not reach 50 plus one percent and is in between 45 percent and 50 percent this is this is what is happening and when the ANC again when key political figures would create social influence. Because remember, the ANC is not the first time that its veterans have left. But maybe this is the first time where a figure with real political social influence leaves, decides to not vote and campaign for the ANC and directs where society must go and vote. And I think it's something that must not be taken lightly. It's in a very serious dent on that's going to be there on the ANC. And of course, maybe where Jacob Zuma and some some of the leadership of the MK of the MK party I would will want is a situation whereby when the ANC does not reach majority, they are able to sit at the table that decides who then becomes government. I think that's the the quest for anyone any or any of the so called small parties to be able to sit to sit and decide the government post twenty twenty four. And for me, as I repeat Katleho, mm. anyone who says that this decision and this announcement announcement by Jacob by President Jacob Zuma is not going to dent the ANC and is not to be taken seriously by the ANC. That person that person may be may, may be delusional and that person may be taking a very big risk. It would be unfair to be and un, to be careless for any of the leadership of the ANC not to take this responsibility so this this announcement especially in the province of Wazulata. But of course we know Jacob Zuma is a national figure with real political strategic credentials and influence and we can already see if we look at uh, what you call social media that this idea of this mkmk party spreading like wildfire and and for me that should be a worry to in in the ANC. and of course because of maybe the arrogance of the leadership of the ANC, and that disregard of jacob zoom maybe that's how they reached this position. Because I do not think that there was no possibilities of, of persuading or speaking to Jacob Zuma. Like maybe they persuaded some of the of the of the of the veterans, but I think they never thought it would happen. And for me that's a big political risk that they've taken and maybe that they will see the results thereof in twenty twenty four. Is, isn't that ill-discipline, uh, um, uh, you know, on his end, uh, in him saying that uh, people should not vote for uh, the party that uh, more or less is his party? And what happens if more or less uh, the ANC wakes up tomorrow and say that this is ill-discipline, they're expelling him, they're firing him and, and the likes because they find themselves in that corner. He's basically campaigning against uh, the ANC as we speak right now into the elections next year. Do they just... Uh, Keep quiet about it. Uh, how, how do they actually address it going forward? Because also, if they don't do anything and and and, and not act or uh, downplay it, uh, you are saying that uh, that's a recipe for disaster for the party. Uh, what do they do? Isn't this a person, a man that is asking, asking to be fired here or to be dismissed? My brother, that's the difficult. The ANC fine will find itself between a rock and a hard place because. Any decision they take on Jacob Zuma may have real political impact on them. But of course, I think Jacob Zuma understands this. And I think politically, he, he, it's what he wants to do. I think he wants to put them in a position where they have to act against him. right? And when they act against him, it continues his thing of, of him being a victim of ANC processes. right? I think the ANC finds itself in that difficult position where they either have to act 
uh, against him or or, 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 le- or or try to persuade him otherwise. It's going to be a difficult proposition because the NC will have to act because its constitution is very clear on 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 on, on such on such actions and such behavior. And 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 that and that and that will need to be ideal too. But the issue is that it's for the political impact of any action being taken is going to be very huge, and they will have to think about that. But we have seen under the leadership of Sarah Maposa, the ANC seems not very afraid of pledging those it deems to to not be to to not be behaving in a particular in a particular way in the right way the one that mean i mean this this ANC, the ANC Ramaphosa was able to expect a sitting a secretary general of the party yeah, something that is unprecedented mm. something that has never been seen mm. so i do not think that uh, the president of Ramaphosa will be will be scared to act when they need to because they've shown that they have the the, the courage uh, and the and the force and the foresight to be able to act when they feel that they've been violated. The party has been violated. As I said, it was very unprecedented for them to expel a sitting secretary general of the party. But the political impact of any decision, however courageous it may be, that the NC may take will be real. It will be seen. Maybe not as real as the as the SG uh, expulsion, but it will be seen and it will be felt uh, for many years to come. Yeah, no. Uh, just uh, yeah, our, a reminder to our listeners at home uh, that we have Tobani Zikalala, a political commentator on the line uh, this morning, just uh, giving us a sense of uh, what lies ahead and all of these developments within uh, the African National Congress. Uh, you at home, you're welcome to really form part of this conversation on 0861 zero. Uh, this morning, also we're rallying behind uh, the hashtag PowerZone. Uh, there by X. Uh, Sandile also has a question uh, here, uh, uh, Tobani, uh, if we may indulge him. Sandile? Uh, yes, good evening, Tobani. Sandile speaking here. Um, I just wanted to ask, right, uh, with, we've uh, slowly sort of started seeing people leaving the party in the past months and a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And I, want to know, I wanted to ask, what do you make of that? Because also you have to consider that... Um, that we have also had uh, the former presidents of the ANC, the likes of Tabombeki, Kalma Mutlante, as boldly speaking about how unpleased they are with the current things or with the how things are currently happening within the political party. And then now you have to put uh, the former uh, President Jacob Zuma's um, act also into mind. And what do we make of this um situation here because it, it sort of looks like a, a lot of people are not happy and especially uh, executive people within the party are not entirely happy with uh, President Ramas, Ramaphosa's leadership. Tobani? All right. So, Tobani, I don't think we we have Tobani on. I think we seem to have lost him there a bit. But uh, just a reminder to our listeners that we have Tobani Zikalala, political commentator, on the line right now. And Sandile wanted to really get a sense and an understanding of uh, the role of uh, Ramaphosa as we speak right mm-hmm. now. That, that's, that's where you were going uh, to say that, I mean, when you look at it, he still is the face of the party. Yeah. Right, and we've seen now all of these people leaving mm-hmm. organization uh, under his leadership yeah. in this particular regard. So your question was around the lines of uh, if he's there, could we then risk seeing more people leave uh, mm-hmm. because of now there's this accession of having the ANC of Ramaphosa and the ANC as, as we know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tobani, I believe we have you back. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, man. Uh, Sandile was asking here uh, around uh, really uh, what, what really then lies ahead when you look at the people that have been leaving the party and now we're seeing uh, this tag, uh, you know, ANC of uh, Ramaphosa. This is the same man who's still uh, the face of this party going into uh, 2024 uh, next year. Uh, do, do you think that uh, when you look at it, it would be a disservice for the party uh, looking at the fact that you were saying influential people like Jacob Zuma when they make these kind of movements is something that one must not downplay I think I think my my, my, my brother Sir Maposa remains the, ANC, the president of the ANC the ANC almost have no choice but to continue with him as the face but of mm-hmm. course when you have key political figures uh, 
being very critical of, mm-hmm. of such a presidency. It's something to which we're looking to be looked at. And I don't think the ANC has exercised the real caution in looking at some of the things that have been raised. And I think it's almost in some way of disregarded what some of the people have been raising. And that is, for me, a very big political risk. But of course, they have no choice. The, the president, Ramaphosa, is the president of the ANC. He must be the face of the campaign going forward. And because, again, of that those who support Ramaphosa have almost entrenched their power inside the ANC, will find very difficult for anyone to act against it. And when people like your Tabo President, Tabo, former President Tabompeg, President Ramaphosa, and maybe even President Khalma Mutlante, mm-hmm. have in the past been very mm-hmm. critical of the ANC or maybe the ANC analysis of Ramaphosa, it's something for anyone in the ANC to take seriously. But unfortunately, because of the entrenched power and the political interest of, of some of the people in the ANC, they may disregard some of them. I think it's not the first time that Jacob Zuma has, for example, President Jacob Zuma has raised some of the issues that he's raising, but they've been disregarded because they've seen as, as the views of a beta, uh, a beta man. And that mm-hmm. is, for me, one of the political risks that the current leadership of the ANC have, 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 have committed. And that results thereof will be seen on the election result post-2024. Yeah, and and also then when you look at uh, what has been happening then uh, within uh, the party, I mean, this weekend they had the uh, 2024 manifesto review, uh, their last wrap. It was the end of uh, the 2019 uh, manifesto review. And and we're seeing the ANC saying they're in full election mode. I'm going to find uh, uh, just a quote here uh, from Fikilem Balula that I want us to also uh, dissect, looking at what has been happening uh, just recently with the latest developments. So he says here, Afikilem Balula about uh, the ANC and this past weekend. Uh, just a moment, Tobani, as I find that X here. So he starts by just giving us a sense of uh, what happened this day in history. The 16th of December, 1961, Mkondowe was launched as an armed wing of the ANC. And then he goes on to say that uh, the founder of uh, the MK political party, Jabulani Zbongseni Kumalo, was not not a member, um, you know, a member of MK. And then, uh, you know, and at that point in time uh, when MK was still the MK and we seeing him as well saying that uh, the past five years have been challenging, uh, but we have made significant progress in implementing uh, the commitments of the 2019 manifesto. We've supported small businesses. We've created jobs. We've advanced social transformation as a political party. And then he goes on uh, to give a sense of uh, what happened here, saying President Cyril Ramaphosa is very passionate about uh, the young people or the youth. And he's going on to give us a sense of uh, the achievements that they managed to achieve here. And, and he is convinced that really in this closing rally uh, at the Alberton, uh, the, the ANC remains uh, you know, the governing party. And through uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, it's saying that the ANC has done well. So it, it looks like you know, they are still marching and moving on in, in that order to say that there's a beautiful story to tell here and you can still trust us as uh, the ANC in this particular regard. Give us a sense of your understanding of Mkondowe Sizwe when it was formed and, and how then they become a, a political party in, in this particular regard. What is your understanding of, of, of this, this, this organization within the ANC? The history that we have, of course, is that it is started because of the ongoing onslaught by the apartheid government on the oppressed Africans, in particular of uh, an apartheid. And it started as a response of an armed wing, as a response to continue the fight by other means, uh, by, the, by, by, by the liberation movement. Of course, it's not started as strictly an ANC organization, but because the struggle at the time was led by the ANC, it was associated as an armed wing. It is not, it is a, a, what we'll, maybe we'll call a fraternal structure, and it's not really, it may, may not be really an ANC thing. 
because they then even at the time there was a distinct leadership between the two. But of course, the president of the ANC at the time, we know for many years, President O.R. Tambo was the commander in chief of the o, 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 in terms of the political leadership of the liberation movement but of course the party has always been having its own leadership as or chief of staffs and things like that of course these liberation fighters had a particular mandate and a particular vision that they were fighting for well whether or not in 2023 when a political party is started it is started by Umkotoises were members, or former Umkotoises were members, or it is started by those who are inspired by Umkotoises and its political and liberation strategy. That is something else. And I think it would be very opportunistic to simply dismiss Umkotoises as a party, which is not Umkotoises or the armed wing of the ANC, because we must distinct those mm-hmm. things. Because there is, yes, members of the former Umkotoises, the armed, armed wing of the ANC, who are part maybe of this Umkotoises party. But Umkotoises party and the, and the Umkotoises armed wing of the ANC are two different uh, things. So it should be very opportunistic and be very careless for anyone to dismiss this party on the basis that uh, its founder, founders of some of its leadership were never MK, uh, MK veterans, or not MK veterans, were never members of the NK. Because then it would be it's continuing on this trajectory of the current ANC leadership, not taking some of these matters to us because, again, the arrogance of incumbency, not looking at the political imp- imp- impact of some of these things that they are looking at, that they are facing. Because then some of the lessons that I continue to repeat, Katsaho, there's some of the lessons of the most of the, some of the arrogance of incumbency and the disregard and carelessness uh, of how they've treated some issues and some concerns being raised inside the ANC will be seeing its political impact on the elections in 2024. Mm-hmm. Their lessons will have to be learned at that time that you do not disregard uh, such things. I think, it, of course, as I made an example, that it began since the incumbents of the current of the current leadership since 2017, we have seen with the with the expulsion of a sitting SG of the party something that is unprecedented, and many other political decisions that have been taken that seem to be very careless in terms of looking of their political impact. But 2024 will be the judge of how far some of these actions that the incumbent leadership of the NC has taken, how far have they gone in. In, in greater greater societal impact, and how the, the, these actions that they've disregarded have shaped and influenced part, members of, of the electorate to to act differently towards the ANC. Mm-hmm. And Tobani, I know I have to let you go, but I wanted to ask before we let you go, just for you to help us with the distinction uh, between the MK party and the MKMVA, because then one would get confused as to uh, believing that, oh, so this political party is basically the right wing of the ANC, the MKMVA, and one then would also like to uh, or get confused into believing that uh, these are the very same, uh, you know, veterans that we saw about two years ago. I think it was in 2021 when they held the two ministers hostage um, and, and, and they were talking about how they were dissatisfied with how things have gone within uh, the ANC over time. Uh, so so w- w- what, what do you reckon is, is happening here and where lies uh, the confusion? Who is the MK uh, political party and how different or separate are they uh, from the MK MVA in, in this particular regard? My brother, of course, with, when you speak about the MK, you will speak of different formations. I think mm. at some time we are speaking of the MK Council, MK MVA. Uh, of course, now there is Umkotoes is a part of the MK party. Mm. Now, the MK party may be, because of the legal information that we currently have, may be started by members, right? Mm-hmm. And some people who may have been inspired by the MK armed wing of the ANC, mm-hmm. which some of its, some, which its veterans are part of the MK Military Veterans Association. The MKMVA is a structure of the ANC, mm-hmm. right? 
which its membership are former combatants and and and, 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 and veterans of the of the MK I'm doing of the AUC. The MK party is a distinct formation on the basis that it is not the MKMVA, but they may be members or former members of the MKMVA because it is also started, part of it are people who were part of the armed wing of the MC, the MK, who are veterans and former members of the MK armed wing. But it's not to say, it's not, it is not to say that the MKMVA has started a, a political party, if it has been understood that way. But some of its members, because it's uh, their veterans, have a part of what Mkotoyosinzo is. But the idea for me, how I see it, is that the MK party, the political party that has been registered and, 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 and is going to contest election, is a party started and inspired by the, 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 the political struggle and, 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 and history of Mkotoyosinzo, the, the armed wing of the former armed wing of the ANC. So there's that distinction. That it is not to say that Umkondoese has been started afresh in this political part, mm-hmm. but it is an inspiration. To make an example, maybe it's like when the Congress of the People was started, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in 2008-2009, is that it was inspired by the Congress of the People that set in 1955. So in this case, how I see it is that way, that, that the formation of this party and its name is inspired by the the MK armed wing of the MC Umkonto the steel of the nation, and it's not it's not MKMV because MKMV is a structure of the ANC, right? Of its how where it's organized it's, it's organized its military veterans of the of the of the, of the, of the liberation strategy. So there's those distinctions, but of course. Some information has not been revealed to us as, as yet, and I think as we go, as we continue to dig around, we'll find much more information in terms of who has started the party and what are the different the different leaders that are there and and who are the, um, some of its members because very little has been revealed to us at this point. But of course, we know going forward, some of the things will be revealed. We're looking forward again to some of the responses of mm. the African National Congress. We know that it's a win today in Devon. Yeah. There is a mass uh, press conference where the ANC and all its fraternal and uh, alliance partners are going to have a, a press conference in response in response to some of the political issues and again maybe the Zuma is the Zuma is issue of the weekend. And we are looking forward to seeing that because maybe some of the things also are going to be revealed there. In terms of how 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 the ANC is going to look, because we know that they looked at the ANC at Jacob Zuma helping them with the campaign going forward. But the interesting part that therefore is, is maybe I I will you let me go is that President President Jacob Zuma is a, a, a provincial chairperson of South African National Civic Organization, Sanko, yes. which is in the alliance with the ANC. And when they when when they call a mass press conference. The question is, have they invited the chairperson of the province? And will that chairperson of the province of Sarko be there? And will he be given space to speak? <laughs> or they've invited someone else? Because for me, that's the tricky part. That uh, whatever is being done, must be, must be very careful on how they do it. Because that, as I said, sometimes the current leadership of the agency can be very reckless and very careless. Mm. And again, that has been because of the arrogance of incumbents. It's very erratic as how they do some things. Because they may be very excited to respond to these events, by the events of the weekend and the announcement by Jacob Zuma. But they may have not given it by very serious thought to be able to have a very proper response. It may be an emotional response which may have repercussions in the future. And that is what we've seen with the leadership, especially of the ANC in Guazunatan, that they are very erratic, very emotional, and, and in many cases, some of the decisions that they take may not be well thought out, or well thought out. And that's something that they should look into, because here we are speaking about something, the impact that will be felt very, very close by. It will be heard now in 2024. 2024 is around the corner. Elections are here. Any decision that you take and however you take it and how you will respond, you will see it in the elections. 
And then this is where not to take it like it's not a threat, but it's a warning to say, however they will try to deal with such issues, similar issues, it must always be, it must always be with tact and very thought out. What, what do you make of, of Mavusom Simang? I mean, he was out, he's back in, uh, and he cited some of the things that uh, Jacob Zuma cited as well as uh, problematic areas within the organization uh, that forced him to uh, tender his resignation to uh, begin with. Uh, uh, what, 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 what is your reading of what happened there with Mavuso? I think uh, ANC was able to get to him. I think how they... Uh, after, of course, the public charges they had about him, how they chose to 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 handle that Mavusolu Slimam mm. situation was what how they should be able to handle all their their veterans, right? When veterans have issues, they must be able to to speak to them to be able. But another issue is that Mavusolu Slimam does not have the social political influence that Jacob Zuma has, mm. right? Mm. It's it, mm. it, it, they're incomparable, right? I think sometimes some veterans of the ANC, of course, has an over-exaggerated uh, sense of self-importance. Mm-hmm. That they, they may think they are very important, but in the greater scheme of things, some of them are not really important because they don't have the real political influence. Whereas Jacob Zuma's decision is very different from the Mavusom Simang issue because Mavusom Simang may have exited the ANC quietly and no one will, have, will, have, will, will really notice because even now, when he's still involved, yeah, his real political influence is not really maybe as noticed as Jacob Zuma, as President Jacob Zuma mm. is, which is why the Jacob Zuma issue must be handled very carefully. So for me, it's inconsequential. The resignation or non-resignation of Mavusom Simang, yes, it will have dead the image of the NCO and its veterans leave, but the impact will not have been this big as the impact that Jacob Zuma's decision will have on the NC. And and also, uh, Tobani, just briefly, uh, doesn't this then say uh, that the mechanisms within the ANC have not worked uh, in terms of pushing for accountability here? If we're still having these factional battles, are we seeing uh, him citing issues of uh, people not allowed to really uh, speak and push for the movement uh, within the organizations as those that are targeted here? And you can seemingly hear him uh, saying that that uh, when you look at it, it, it doesn't look like, uh, you know, mechanisms that were there, like the Integrity Commission to hold people accountable have worked. He mentioned Palapala as well in, in his letter when he was letting us in on why he's not going to be uh, supporting the party uh, going forward. Doesn't this then uh, kind of give us a sense of a party that is in a crisis mode that can't even use its own mechanisms in place uh, to resolve some of the issues and, and you get now uh, former leaders being frustrated and airing the party's dirty laundry there in the public. What does this say about the, the accountability mechanisms within the party? I mean, the problem is, of course, many of the interventions or measures in place of the ANC to self-correct, to correct itself, to hold people accountable, are, of course, also in themselves being applied on fractional lines. Because the the in the faction that is in charge is in charge is also in charge on who gets to account, how they get to account, and when can they get to account. I think for me that's a big issue. We see with the issues of step aside, and the step aside rule, which has seemed very targeted at particular individuals, and many other things. So it would be right for any leader like Marcos and saying to have an issue about how the NC holds its members and its leadership accountable, because there are those who are held accountable and there are those who are not. I think the ANC, how it dealt with the Palapala issue was very problematic. And many other poli- uh, corrupt, cor- political accusations and corruption uh, against the ANC and how they, uh, against some of the members of the ANC and how they've dealt with them is very problematic because it seems to have been one-sided. Those who don't agree with the current leadership are dealt with. Those who agree with them are treated with kid clubs. Yeah, no, it, it really, really remains to be seen how then things are going to fare uh, going forward. I mean, I was about to say to you that uh, when you look at it, one can even come and say that it's a little too late right now uh, for a political party to be starting to want to go to the ground and want to campaign and win uh, their hearts. 
of the electorates, but like you said, he's got so much influence uh, here. Uh, uh, the former president in this particular regard, in a way that uh, then you're seeing the party picking up a momentum. I mean, I was about to say they're a new party, but I remember that no, Roger Jardine as well announced mm-hmm. his party last week. So they, there's still ample space in this particular regard, uh, you know. Yeah, so for people to to really get the best out of uh, what is happening here. But Tobani, uh, thank you very much, man, for your time. Thank you very much, Katayako. It remains to be seen. We'll see how the things happen this week. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for the invite. Awesome, man. Uh, Becky calling us there uh, from Pretoria. Becky, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, how are you doing? I'm Jacob Zuma accused Ramaphosa, which is a is apartheid collaborator and a white monocultural agent. Mike Snooper, which Lendole Nabe Kenisuin. So in Dabanai Ramaphosa, our CAC is not a member of the ANC and he never was. So Akdala. Yeah, wasn't he there? Is it, are there photos of him next to uh, President uh, Nelson Mandela? He was part of the uh, Codessa negotiations. Uh, he was there in the in the in the trenches uh, in, in in within the ANC back in the years. I'm, I'm not sure about Nini, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for uh, him within the history books, him within the circles and the, uh, you know, circles of those people like Bob Mandela and the likes, he was there with them. Oh, okay, okay. Let me, myself, let me not speak in tongues and, mm. and, 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 and in Hebrews, the language as is doing. Mm. I'm calling a straight. That's why a shows about those blocker because it comes up as a Ramaphosa is not a member, was never a member of the AC. Let, let me start here. Mm. It's a disgrace that a, 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 a Lutul House has got no record, whatever, as to when Ramaphosa joined the AC. The person is the president of the AC. It's a mm. disgrace. They've got no record whatever. So, so they don't. You've verified with them. They don't. Then it, how... must be, it must be there. You are in the media. You must know it already. Mm. If you, you, you join the ANC or whatever. Mm. Okay. President Ramaphosa was born in 1952. Yeah. That means by 1970, he would have joined the ANC already. But he did not join the ANC until 1990. Mm. If he was ANC member before 1990... The apparent government, 60 branch, will have arrested him immediately. Mm. Being apartheid, being anti-apartheid activist, UDF member or new member, did not translate into being an ANC member. Mm. In 1991 conference of the ANC, mm. uh, the ANC from exile was represented and led by Oliver Tam. Mm. The ANC from exile. Mm. And the ANC from prison was led and represented by Nelson Mandela. Mm. Then the question is, who did Ramaphosa represent? Because he was not even a member by then, and there was no ANC, formal ANC structure inside the South Africa. Then, then, then why is he then in that particular 1991 elected as the Secretary General of the party? Thank you so much. That thing is answering uh, what is said by Jacob Zuma saying he's a, 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 an apartheid a, a, a collaborator and white monopoly capital agent. So, so he managed to bypass all of those uh, people and all of those arms that you're saying there was a representative of those that went to prison, representative of those that were on the ground, and he managed to bypass all of those people to ascend to the most powerful position within the party. Yes, sir. Look, look here. Mm. The ANC did not, like all other liberation movements all over Africa, they fought and defeated the, the white people in Africa and their countries, but not in South Africa. Mm. The ANC had to negotiate because they were defeated. So, 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 so now uh, the, the, the other government brought in Ramaphosa to represent them 
in the negotiation. So he was planted by the Afghan government uh, into the ANC to join the, 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 the ANC. Mm. That was 1990 or after 1990. And then, and then so he, it, he, he remains in, in these positions within the party all over the years to a point where he becomes the president of the ANC in 20, 2019 going into uh, the, elect, the recent elections. Uh, Mr. Katseho, if anyone was a member of the ANC, mm. who was arrested immediately mm. before 1990. And also this doesn't say that uh, those that did not go to prison uh, uh, cannot now uh, be called members of the ANC or fighters because there are some people uh, that did not go to prison and they still deserve uh, that right to be called members of the MKs and how uh, they tend to play a role within the liberation space because I'm seeing in front of me they're saying in March 1986 uh, Ramaphosa was a part of the Kosatu's delegation which met the ANC in Lusaka, Zambia and Ramaphosa was then elected as the first general secretary of the union uh, Kosatu, the position that he's held until 1991 when he jumped and moved into the ANC as the secretary general of uh, the party at their 48th conference in Durban. So so all of these developments, they, they, they we don't see him featuring and moving to that prominent position of leading the ANC. Okay, l- let me ask one thing. Thank you that you say what you was a Kosatu, not mm. ANC. Was Kosatu. Okay. Tell me of one member of the ANC who was active in South Africa was never arrested by the security mm. branch. And any one person, not not many. Who was, was not arrested in the time, in the years? Yes, who was not arrested by the security branch. I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't there. You would know me because you were <laughs> you are privy to that first-hand information. You were there. I'm reading information from what I'm picking up. Like what I'm reading to you now about in March 1986 that he was part of Kosatu. It forms part of the history and what what happened leading to Kodesa and those negotiations for liberation. So you're saying in this particular regard, he was one person that was not more or less meant to even be at the helm to begin with because he was not a member of the ANC? Yes. Mm. What the apparent government did, okay, yeah. there's not a single person who was a member of the ANC, active member of the ANC, inside South Africa was never arrested. Mm. Winnie Mandela uh, pushed the agenda of the ANC, say Viva Mandela, who was, she was arrested, a woman was arrested. Mm. Uh, 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 Ramaphosa did not go outside, he was inside, he was a member of the ANC, this was, was never arrested. So now, this thing... Of the apartheid government, they want us to continue to be in charge of South Africa beyond 1990 mm. after a democratic So that's why they put Ramaphosa in to represent them all the way until he becomes the president, the president of the ANC. That's why there's why political capital. That's why they love him. That's why even the DA, when they want to remove the ANC, whatever. They do it, they do everything. But when they come to Ramaphosa, when they say uh, there must be a vote of no confidence in Ramaphosa, the, the DA refused because the Ramaphosa is for the DA, is for the white people. They will never remove remove him. So so, mm. so now, uh, during, during Cortez, yeah. today we are in trouble because it is Ramaphosa who signed for the uh, sunset clause who said the white people must remain in charge of the economy, must remain in charge of the land in South Africa. Mm. Mr. Ramaphosa signed for that, for that clause. For that clause. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, another thing. If Ramaphosa was a true trade uh, union, unionist, ethnom, why did the white people give him uh, uh, the, uh, the, the shares in all the mines in South Africa, in many mines in South Africa? Mm. It was, because it was supposed to be the enemy how do you then uh, see uh, most of these developments then uh, playing out into 
the democratic dispensation leading to where we find ourselves, uh, where we are right now. Uh, because we are now seeing uh, the, this uh, announcement by the former president. We are now seeing the MK, which is why I asked our political uh, commentator there to set us, uh, give us a distinction between uh, the MK, MVA and this MK political party uh, that we are seeing uh, forming or, or being formed right now. So according to you, is this the MKs telling us that we need to go back to basics and do things the way that were supposed to be done? Because looking at how then that whole democratic dispensation was negotiated and where we find ourselves, there is something that is not right in where we find ourselves right now. Is this a particular group of MKs, according to you, Becky, that is taking us back to basics around how things were supposed to be done from the get-go? Yes, Mr. Kasha, we could not in Dava. Pegala, Zuma, because it's, it's, it's more powerful, it's, it's more ANC than even Tabon Piggy. Because Tabon Piggy is, is one of those people who went to school, who mm. refused to, to fight in the struggle, but they went straight to school. Mm. Okay, right. So now, Zuma, because South Africa must return the land to the black people. But, but because the ANC was the president of the ANC, and the ANC was diluted by Abantu Abafanana and Aboramapos and Abelu, Abababana Chansi, Yoguti Ati, the land must come back to the black people. But then, when you are sitting at home in Inkansa, people were asking the same question. Same thing that happened in, in Zimbabwe. When, when uh, Robert Mkabe was the president of, of, of the NPF, he was fooled by, by, by the British people to say, we return the land, we return the land. Until when he was losing the votes and said, no, let me do it in 2008. That's why Jacob Zuma said, no, I must come back and do it because when the mistake with Ilan Dingabui as a president, we are, we are the solar. Mm. I don't tell that. Are, are you going to be voting for MK, Becky? No, it's still open. <laughs> Becky, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Mona, for the call. <laughs> thank you so much. Sure, sure. Becky calling us there uh, from Pretoria. I mean, Becky knows the history, uh, Sandile. You know, it seems like he he's one person that understands mm-hmm. where we come from and how things uh, were done, which is why I couldn't even argue with him mm-hmm. uh, because he's speaking some of these things, he's speaking first-hand experience. He was there. Uh, you know, I was in there. I'm reading some of these things and I'm picking up. Like, when he asked me, uh, where was he? Sarah Ramaphosa. <laughs> this, I'm like, okay, where was I? In 1986, bro, I wasn't even born, you know? <laughs> but uh, it, it kind of gives you a sense of how then we tend to see his thinking, uh, the former president and the bigger scheme of things where the MKs then tend to fit in this bigger scheme of things. I have Nico, uh, who's calling us from Pretoria, who also wants to talk about uh, what we're discussing uh, this morning. Nico, good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. How are you, my brother? I'm okay, man. How are you doing? Nine to kill him, man. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, just to add a little bit from what your previous caller is saying, eh? yeah. the issue of, uh, if you check most of the people who are disgruntled with uh, Ramaphosa being the leader of ANC, it's a matter of tribalism. Mm. There's nothing else. Because mm. if you can check Majority of the people who are so angry at the, the leadership, it's not uh, uh, people from Lipombo or Mpumalanga or Northwest. You hardly hear from those people. Mm. But majority of them, I'm looking, basing it of, of majority of the complaints. Mm. It's people who are coming from Natal and those kind of areas. So it's people who think like uh, other tribes are not supposed to be in the helm of the leadership of ANC. Only those mm. who are uh, and Gunu are supposed to be the own, the leaders of the ANC because if you check mostly on the daily lives where we mm. are living, they think if you can't speak Zulu, we are not South African. Okay. You understand? Which for me is a very stupid mentality for someone to think 
they own South Africa. We must just bow down to you. I mean, you go, where where you? I mean, I I I thought we were uh, over this thing of Zulus, Botswana's, uh, and whatnot. You, you so you are, you are picking up a trend uh, uh, within mm-hmm. uh, all of these commentary to say that uh, so the dissatisfaction has always been there uh, with the leadership of Ramaphosa, and it it's not around him uh, his performance as a president, but it's because he's stronger. His vendor. Oh, his vendor, yes, sorry. Because, yes, it's because of his vendor. And mm. should we have another leader to run the ANC mm. who will be coming from, uh, let me just give an example, Lipombo again, you understand, we'll still have the same thing. Because if you can check, Zuma wanted to rule from the grave. He wanted to rule from the grave using his ex-wife. You mm. understand? And mm. she thought based on the fact that she's Zulu, she's going to get the vote. Regardless of the fact that maybe the the uh, uh, the Stellenbosch mafias were involved or whatever, mm. but let's just look at the basics. Majority of the complaints about uh, 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 Ramaphosa's leadership is not coming from Lipombo or Mpumalanga mm. or mainly the Northwest or Houting, but it's coming mainly from the way those side of people who speak Tosa or Zulu or those kind of areas. If you check mainly the complaints, people are complaining. Zuma is too old to lead me. He's too old, that guy. He must just accept that this time is done. He had his own time. He had about, I think it's two tenths, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now, he still wants to lead now. Mm-hmm. I think he's too old. They must accept that their time is done. Ramaphosa is leading the ANC and will continue to support Ramaphosa even on the next leadership should mm-hmm. he come back. So, so, so we shouldn't I'm, worry much about uh, the MKs here. Ah, they no, those ones ah, they are not even a form. They are not. Let's worry about uh, parties like EFF. Ah. But uh, MKs, how many people will leave in? But, but they are saying coronally influence You know, even, even eighty-one years at eighty-one years old, ah. they still reckon Romana. He's he's got influence. <laughs> I mean, remember uh, when we had that July unrest? They are saying there's still the people that are saying to date. Or it's because we were threatening to take him to jail and then there was a revolt and the economy ended up losing a lot. So whenever you look at it, you reckon ah, Motomuna is old now. Ah, he's too old, that guy, man. I don't believe that. Because yeah. if you check, even the, the, the ANC in KZN, mm. they've responded to his uh, 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 statement, media, media, uh, 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 briefing. Mm. But no... Uh, they will try to engage him, but people must not take him seriously. But doesn't doesn't that age. doesn't that tell you that it it has nothing to do with the tribe? Because even the Zulus are saying, uh, no, uh, you know, we uh, we will engage him and the likes. Doesn't that that tell you that it has nothing to do with the fact that Ramaphosa is vendor and 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 you know, no, Sholos is Zulu. You know what they they, they had to respond mm. because they are still members of the ANC. Mm. They had to align with the party because they are within the party. Mm. They are not one one foot out, one foot in. They are fully in. So they have to conform to the norms of the ANC. That's why if you check, the time Ramaphosa was newly elected, it was difficult for them to run with him. But a long time, they had to conform to the fact that someone new has came in regardless of the uh, uh, tribe, tribe that he is. Deep inside, yeah. they don't like him, but the fact that he's the leader of the ANC, he runs the party now. They have to conform so that they can also feed their stomach. They don't have a choice. Yeah, I, I have I have Aubrey here, uh, who's calling from Pretoria, Nico. Before I let you go, uh, uh, let me uh, give Aubrey a chance because he wants to also respond in terms of what you're saying here, and then I'll let you guys uh, go uh, together. Aubrey, showman, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? How are you doing, Aubrey? Uh, uh, now I'll agree with the previous caller before Nyeko. Oh, mm. The previous caller sounds to be uh, knowing the history of this country. You cannot, we cannot be mm. held at a lie. By, you know, people who don't, don't know anything about the struggle who come and tell us about tribalism and so on. I grew up in Pretoria, mm. born in Pretoria. I know what's happening. I've seen what, what has happened. Mm. right? And I've seen the leadership. Yeah, 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 Jacob Zoom. It was a pure better leadership with, with a better life. Mm. So the quality of life was much, far much better than when, what you are experiencing right now. This president comes here and tells us about tribalism. Ex- let me tell you about tribalism. Tribalism, he, he is a tribalist himself. And uh, I don't know
don't want to uh, uh, say the list of what the things that are happening in Pretoria by people who are coming from Limpopo themselves, who are, you know, people are out of jobs as we speak. People from Pretoria, my brother, they are not mm. working anymore. They are not working anymore. Mm. So this guy mm. must not come here and tell us about tribalism whatsoever. The life, the truth, and the fact of the matter was that life under Jacob Zimbabwe was far much better than this current prison. I don't want to mm. talk about tribalism. There's no tribalism. Mm. But when now I'm, I'm I'm born in Pretoria. I I see everything, mm. so I can add. I can. I can so so, so when you look at it, you 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 you're saying we should just look at it in terms of the delivery of uh, you know what yes. you have promised as yeah. someone that you're coming to us saying vote for me uh, compared to mm. you know more or less you being from Kopitori or one being from mm. uh, you know KwaZulu uh, Natal and and the likes mm. that doesn't matter. Mm. What matters is if you've promised us a and if you're able yeah. to deliver and you reckon it was a bit better. Uh, with Zuma or under Zuma uh, compared to mm-hmm. where we find ourselves uh, right now and it has nothing to do with tribe. Mm, exactly. Now, 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 now I'm, 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 I'm a baby. Mm. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. But my mother is, is not from my, my father's family. I was born in Archangeville. Mm. Right? So, 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 so my father's side gave to Wakamo gave to Anna. And mm. my mother's side gave up right? Mm. So I support Jacob Zuma. So it doesn't mean you're a KKL tribalist. Mm. Because I, I supported I support his leadership. Mm. It was a fair leadership for the black people, for the black masses. This, this one's bar, mm. they, are, they are supporting Ramaphosa because it, 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 it's coming from the Pope. Let me mm. not lie. So, 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 so when you when you look at it, then Aubrey, uh, before I let you go, also for the sake of time, uh, so we're hearing Nyiko saying that we shouldn't read too much into what uh, the former president uh, is saying here in terms of voting for MK uh, 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 instead of voting for uh, the ANC. Do you reckon that it would be a missed opportunity if we we downplay and don't take him serious here, uh, looking at where we are right now as South Africa and some of those things that you've picked up? Uh, to say that life was a little better uh, back then compared to where we are now? The quality of life was so much better than the pres- President Jacob Zuma. Mm. Uh, I-, I was not a fan of ANC because of the things that were happening in South Africa. Mm. But to be honest, let's be, let's be, tr- let's be, I remember mm. for at least for once in a lifetime. Let's compare, mm. you know, the quality of life right now, things that are happening right now as we speak. Mm. And I feel like, you know, weeping sometimes, you know. And then we, we come here and then we bash him with uh, Jacob Zuma. Mm. This leadership was qualitatively better than this of this current leadership, uh, president who is so rich with, you know, shares everywhere. Mm. But people are just su- continuing to suffering. The, the rent is, is at the lowest, lowest. The unemployment rate is... But uh, my brother, what can you do with 150 rent? Hesh, Obri, I have to let you go for the sake of time, but thank you very much for your contribution. Thank you very much. Sure. Obri believes that life was better under Jacob Zuma than it is right now. Let me give you a parting shot as well. He doesn't Uh, seem convinced that it has anything to do with tribalism, but he's saying looking at it back in the years compared to where we are right now, you know, tribals or whoever, Zulu, Pedi, Tswana, Tsonga, Venda aside, Jacob Zuma was far much better of a president compared to Ramaphosa? Uh, you know, if I can say one thing, I'm not going to uh, argue with him, but I'll just say things from how I see it. Mm. If if he thinks Juma's leadership was better, it was better for him because it doesn't mean just because he was mm. gaining through Zuma, everyone else was gaining. I didn't gain anything from, from Zuma's leadership. Mm. Did you gain anything he, from Ramaphosa? I have one or two projects. Okay. And if he comes and tells me that he has seen everything, everything such as what? Because talking to me is not like, I'm, I'm not a two-year-old. Yeah, but 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 and also I've, if he say been around, I've seen a lot of things. Yeah, I've yeah, but but as we speak right now, Nyoko, also realistically speaking, the jobs, uh, people don't have jobs as we speak right now. The expectation that people would get uh, taken in, uh, the jobs, the numbers are actually shocking as we speak right now. 
we are battling stage six of load shedding. And that is something that, you know, we often just talk about as we see and talk about the challenges that we're speaking about right now every year, month in, month out. The petrol price is going up. And what he is saying as well, Aubrey, is that this is a president that, that has shares in all of these uh, companies. He has basically amassed his wealth as a business person over time. But when you look at the realities of where we find ourselves and where he is right now, uh, status-wise as the president, it doesn't actually add up. But but you are saying that uh, life is a bit better now compared to where it was uh, back in the years. No, no, no. I don't disagree with some of the things he's saying. Mm. You are, the point I'm making is that yeah. even through Zuma's regime, there were people who were struggling. Mm. You understand? Mm. We had load shedding even at Zuma's regime, but it was not as much as now. I don't mm. disagree with those things. Those kind of, you know, if you have to look at ANC, through through different regimes, we still have one or two struggles because it's the same party. You understand? It's the same manifestos within the party. I don't disagree with that. But just because people are struggling through uh, Ramaphosa's time, it doesn't mean people are not struggling through Zuma's time. Mm. Maybe 60% were not struggling. Now maybe it's more than 60%. The point I'm making is that we still had people who were struggling then. Mm. I never had a job through Zuma's time. Mm. I've got two or three jobs through, through no. uh, Ramaphosa's time. You understand? Okay. So yes, we've got load shedding and all of those things, but you cannot come to me and tell me just because uh, Ramaphosa, Lipombo, if he doesn't see a tribalism from his angle, then that's good for him. But they can't come and say a tribalism is not there because we've seen it. I live with it every day from my mm. end side. So yeah. you you still get people that are saying we don't want this person because he's vendor. We want yes. a person that is okay. Nyoko, for the sake of time, my brother, I have to let you go. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. you very much for the call. Nyoko uh, calling us there from Pretoria. Uh, this is one story, Sandile, that is going to dominate headlines. We're still expecting to and waiting to see what, how the ANC is going to properly respond to this mm -hmm. and not just note it, uh, but uh, just give us a sense of how they are receiving and internalizing uh, some of these developments within uh, the party uh, but you had uh, Tobani saying that KZN they've already started today they're going to be giving us a sense of how they are receiving all of these issues and the uh, developments within the ANC let's wait and see uh, but uh, the former president really upbeat about MK his daughter there by his side and it doesn't look like you know there's going to be some sort of a backtrack to mm -hmm. say i'm going back to voting for the anc and uh, he will say now oh i said a week ago that vote mk no let's no, vote he, you, you don't see him pulling a mabuso mm -hmm. here because it looks like it is set You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.